ओम ज्ञान ज्ञानंजन शलाकया चक्षुन मीलित श्री गुरवे नम श्रीमद्भागवतम कंटो वन चैप्टर वन टेक्स थ्री दिस इज द बिगिनिंग ऑफ द ग्रेट एंड फेमस टेंथ कंटो भागवतम दिस इज द एसेंस ऑफ ग्रेटेस्ट ऑफ ऑल स्क्रिप्चर्स एंड इन द भागवतम द टेंथ कंटो इज मोस्ट सेलिब्रेटेड सो वी मे वंडर वेल इफ There's so much about Krishna. Then why did we have to have so much about all the other avatars? Why didn't Parikshit Maharaj immediately, when Shukadev started speaking, ask him to speak on the topics that will now be related? The reason is because um, without understanding the tattva, the Krishna tattva, the philosophical understanding of Krishna, then we won't be able to understand his pastimes. So we may say, well, Parikshit Maharaj is already a pure devotee. But present where Parikshit Maharaj was fasting until death were so many non-devotees. Parikshit Maharaj had been cursed to die within seven days, and he left his home and everything, his kingdom, which meant the whole world, and went to wait for his death. By sitting on the bank of the Ganga, and so many great saintly persons came there. So he asked them all that, "What is the duty of every human being, especially one who is about to die?" So he got many different answers, but he wasn't satisfied by any of them. Nowadays, also, you see so many different people saying so many different things in the name of religion. Of course, in those days, you didn't get such crazy things as you get nowadays. But nevertheless, there were many different opinions, which were uh, spoken to Parikshit Maharaj. The different opinions that were offered to him were on the basis of Shastra. But still, he wasn't satisfied because in Shastra there are different things said for different people on different stages. Parikshit Maharaj is on the highest stage, so he couldn't be satisfied by instructions on lower stage. He was uh, asking the different sages to give him instruction. Actually, he was competent to give them instruction because he was a pure devotee of Krishna. So anyway, uh, by chance, so that means by the arrangement of the Supreme Lord, Shukadev Goswami happened to wander into their presence, and uh, everyone could immediately understand that this is the correct person to speak. So he spoke Krishna Katha, um, but Parikshit Maharaj didn't immediately ask about the pastimes of Krishna. In Vrindavan, Mathura, Dwarka, etc., he asked about how the Supreme Lord interacts with the creation. We find at the beginning of Shrimad Bhagavatam, Janmadiyasya Yataha. The uh, absolute truth is the source of all emanations. So Janmadi means Janma and everything else. It means Srishti Stiti Prala, creation, maintenance, and destruction. So. Um, In due course, Parikshit Maharaj, by his questions, had Shukadev Goswami explain to him how Lord Krishna oversees the creation, maintenance, and destruction of the material world, and how he personally enters in this world uh, in different avatars. But now uh, he, they've come to the point of speaking about Krishna. So all these descriptions. Uh, of different avatars and 
how the creation, maintenance and destruction is going on. That is good, that is required to prepare us to hear this tenth canto. Even today there are many famous speakers who speak Bhagavad Kata and mostly they go directly to the tenth canto and no one understands anything. Even the speaker himself doesn't understand it. Because they have not uh, taken the trouble to uh, properly understand the subject matter of Krishna. Now there's no doubt that this uh, Krishna Leela is the topmost subject matter. But it has to be approached gradually. Just like if we say that, well, uh, Einstein's theories, they're at the top level of science. But that doesn't mean that you can immediately approach it. So much training is required. We may say, well, you don't need that to hear the 10th canto. But actually we do. Just like anyone can say E equals MC squared. It doesn't mean they understand it. So in the same way, everyone can say, yes, yes, Krishna is dancing with the gopis. But what does that mean? Who is Krishna? Who are the gopis? Mostly everyone misunderstands. So this subject matter should be approached cautiously. Even uh, Krishna's childhood pastimes, unless we are trained in the Krishna consciousness, we'll misunderstand. So everything has to be taken step by step. If the five-year-old going to school says, you teach me Einstein's theory, then it doesn't make any sense. Yes, we'll teach you. So here's how we're going to teach you. First of all, one plus one equals two. Two plus two equals four. So yes, teaching Einstein's theory. Uh, they say, well, this isn't Einstein's theory. So all this knowledge uh, is, is required to even begin to approach it. Otherwise, we can say it. We can even make a kirtan. He calls MC squared. He calls MC squared. That doesn't mean we understand it. So, uh, imitation is not required. The actual proper process is required. We should hear Krishna Katha, but we should understand that there are various types of Krishna Katha. There are basically uh, two different kinds. Krishnasya Katha, that which is spoken directly by Krishna. And Krishna Vishayak Katha, that is which is spoken about Krishna. So for the conditioned souls, this Krishnasya Katha, Bhagavad Gita, that is most important. But for liberated souls, then the uh, Krishna Vishayak Kata, that which is spoken about Krishna, especially his Leela, that is more relishable. Now, it, this Bhagavad Gita, it, that's introductory knowledge. But from our, that doesn't mean that it's uh, to be rejected. We should come to the uh, higher level of education, Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita. But uh, we should know that Srimad Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charitamrita are based on the knowledge in Bhagavad Gita. It's not just like that example. You, you, if you find a top-level physicist, they're not, uh, they're not uh, concentrating on arithmetic and things like this. But they don't disrespect that. Without that, they can't uh, do anything in higher physics. So in the same way, those who are uh, liberated souls, who are studying Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charitamrita, they don't disrespect Bhagavad Gita. You'll find even in, throughout the Bhagavatam purports, Prabhupada quotes Bhagavad Gita. Similarly, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami uh, quotes mostly from Bhagavatam, also from Gita and from other scriptures also. Um, 
Srila Bhakti Sansar Thakur, he would quote so many verses from Bhagavatam and especially one verse he used to quote. Which means that we are very fortunate to have this human form of life, which is attained after many, many births. Having attained this human form of life, we should utilize it properly, understanding that it, it won't last very long. Now I'm... 48 years old in this body. So what happened? Where did it all go? And uh, I probably I won't get another 48 in this body. So it's like that. Kamala dala jala jivana talamala. It's just it's just like a water that drops on a lotus leaf. It'll stay there a little time and then fall down. So we should understand. We don't have much time. But we should utilize this valuable human form of life. Uh, understanding that this body is going to die, but before it dies... I should utilize it for engaging Krishna consciousness. And if we think, well, what about enjoying myself? Then we... It's okay. I'll just put it like this. Yeah, you can do if you like. Then uh, we should consider, we already did that. Enjoy, we enjoyed ourselves as pigs, as dogs, as cats, as monkeys. So if we don't want to become pigs and dogs and cats and monkeys again... We should utilize this human form of life to go to Krishna. Another uh, verse that Bhaktisthan Sarsvartaka used to quote often, I'll tell. Avisriti Krishna Padara Vindeyo. Oh, I just had it. Chachangsan. Avisriti Krishna Padara Vindeyo. Shinoti Abhadrani Chachangsanoti. Sadvazya Shuddhin Paramatmanishtam. Gyanam Vigyanam. Mm. No, 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 no. Last few words I'm forgetting. Chaviraga Yuktam, that's it, yes. So he's saying that he's talking about Avismriti Krishna Padaravindya. Krishna Padaravindya means the lotus feet of Krishna. So uh, Smriti means remembrance, Vismriti means non remembrance or forgetfulness, and Avismriti means never forgetting. So, constant, it means constant remembrance of Krishna's lotus feet. Destroys all inauspiciousness and brings in all auspiciousness. That places us in the position of pure goodness. And this is, uh, this means that we will have firm faith in the Supreme Lord. And that in itself is all knowledge, all realized knowledge and uh, and. and from that all renunciation will come. So this is the actual requirement of, of everybody to constantly remember Krishna. So we should hear about Krishna. We should go on hearing about Krishna. But uh, we should hear about Krishna from pro the proper source. Those who immediately teach 10th canto without any background, uh, we can understand that they don't understand. If someone says, oh, we don't teach all these basic things, we only teach the highest thing, we may think, well, they must be on the highest platform. But we can understand that they don't understand because uh, it's, it's meaningless to teach on a higher platform if people can't understand it. See, even if Einstein had to teach five-year-olds, he wouldn't teach them E equals MC squared. He'd teach them one plus one equals two. So you have to teach according to the ability to understand. 
I may think, yes, yes, I'm hearing Krishna Leela, I understand it all. We may think we understand, but actually it's a very deep subject matter. Just like I was describing yesterday, Krishna is dancing with the gopis. That, the gopis, they are completely transcendental as Krishna's. It's not that they had a beauty contest and they selected some someone to come and be the gopis. Just as Krishna comes directly from the spiritual world, so the gopis also. They are not conditioned so. They are as liberated as Krishna. So Krishna also, he's, he might appear to be like a just some cowherd boy, but he is the Supreme Personality of God. As the gopis themselves say about Krishna, Na kalu gopikaan nandano bhavan you are not simply the son of Mother Yashoda. Akila uh, Dehinam Antaratmadrik. You are the the super soul who sees everything from within everyone's heart. So Krishna is in everyone's heart, but he can uh, he he remains fully transcendental. Ishvara Sarva Bhutanam Junatishati Brahmayan Sarva Bhutani Yantra Rudhani Maya. The Supreme Lord travels with each jiva from body to body to body. And uh, he is present in every body. But he is not conditioned as the conditioned soul is. He is not uh, satisfied by the conditioned soul's conditioned state. He is satisfied by the loving affairs of the gopis. Nothing material can satisfy Krishna. Krishna is beyond this material world. He can only be satisfied by the transcendental mood of service. Krishna cannot be worshipped or approached by anyone on the material plane. That's why uh, in deity worship, first of all one has to perform bhuta shuddhi. That means uh, spiritualizing one's body and everything that's to be used in the puja. We cannot offer anything material to Krishna. If we're in material consciousness, then uh, if we try to offer puja, then Krishna, he won't accept. That's why we have to always hear topics of Krishna Kata from pure devotee. Then we can be in Krishna consciousness instead of material consciousness. Otherwise, uh, we'll be, we may be approaching Krishna thinking so many, with so many misconceptions. We'll be thinking, oh, this deity is made of wood or metal, and approaching Krishna for some material advantage. So that is not bhakti. That may be called sukriti. Chatur vidha bhajante mahanjana sukriti narjuna. Artho jignyaso arthati jnani cha bharatarshabha. Krishna says four kinds of sukritivan, or people with piety, they approach me. The distressed, the person desirous of wealth, curious and one in knowledge of me. So this may be called sukriti or piety, but it is not bhakti. Bhakti means anyabhilashita shunya jnanakamadhyanabhitam anukuvyena krishna nushilanam bhakti ruttama That to, bhakti means to approach Krishna without any personal desire. So if we attempt to approach Krishna with some material desire, and then we become like Aga, Baka, Putana. They also entered Vrindavan, not to serve Krishna, but with envy of Krishna. So if we don't have this mood of surrender to Krishna, then we cannot properly approach Krishna. 
we'll tend to be envious of Krishna. Krishna called the gopis by playing his transcendental flute. It was a very difficult situation for them. They were all in their homes, performing their household duties. Maybe looking after their babies or cooking or something like this. Different gopis doing different things. But when they heard Krishna's flute, they didn't hesitate. They didn't think, well, I'll finish the cooking, then I'll go. I'll finish feeding my baby, then I'll go. I'll get dressed properly, then I'll go. I'm feeling a little sick today, maybe I'll go tomorrow. They had no such consideration. They didn't even think, shall I go or shall I not go? They immediately left and ran through the forest to Krishna. And even Krishna said, you see, you came through the forest at night, there are so many tigers and dangerous animals here. They didn't consider any such thing. Just Krishna is calling, we must go. So they have uh, shown what is the highest level of bhakti. They uh, transgressed all social norms because they had to give themselves to Krishna. We should understand all these points. What is the nature of pure devotion to Krishna? So in this manner, we should discuss 10th Canto of Bhagavata, Krishna Lila, after going through uh, all the other sections of Bhagavata and Gita before that, so that we can understand Krishna as He is. So you all have lots of reading to do. You have to read all Prabhupada's books. You have to hear about Krishna, discuss with others. Of course, in modern life, there's a, there's a special arrangement so that people should not become Krishna conscious. Traditional Indian culture means live to live very simply and uh, instead of working, 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 just do the, the minimum what is required and spend a lot of time doing puja, bhakti, so many things. The whole uh, way of life was arranged that people had plenty of time for bhakti. But in modern life it's arranged so that no one will have any time for bhakti. Everything is just arranged so everyone is just so busy working, the uh, motto of modern society is Matiyana Krishna Paratasvatova Mito Bibhadyeta Grihavratanam Adanta Gobhishatangtamisram Punapunas Charvita Charvananam that we shall not become Krishna conscious by any means. Even if anyone tries to make us Krishna conscious, we shall not and definitely not by our own permission. We shall have peace conferences and ecology conferences and research into AIDS and all these different things, trying to find out how to make life very nice in this material world, which is impossible anymore. But we shall never discuss what is the ultimate purpose of life and how to attain it. And even if we make a show of spirituality, we shall definitely never even consider for one moment surrendering to Krishna. We shall be very spiritual and worship one Keralite fisherwoman as the incarnation of Durga. Or, or maybe we shall make a show of being Krishna conscious and turn the Krishna conscious movement into a movement for distributing cloth to poor people and just uh, convert the whole thing into a mundane welfare organization. And we shall not control our senses. Why should we control our senses? People say like that, isn't it? Why, why should you follow any rules? Just enjoy yourself. Someone takes the Krishna conscious. Oh, why are you not eating meat? What's wrong with you? Rascal! Take to the psychologist, something wrong. See, now he's chanting Hare Krishna, something very wrong. Before he used to be very good. He used to come in at 12 o'clock at night, drunk and shouting. Normal! But now, you see, he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, doesn't eat meat, and there's something wrong with him. So the motto of modern society is that we shall all cooperate together to go to hell. 
And uh, we're not content that we shall wait to go to hell, we shall make hell here. And we shall prepare ourselves to take births as cats and dogs and monkeys and fish and chickens and go on chewing the chew, chewing the chew, chewing the chew. So this is Bhagavad Shloka, Matiyana Krishna Paratasvatova. So this we need to preach. Prabhupada made a, a book, The Transcendental Teachings of Prahlad Maharaj. It's not come in Tamil. Divya? It's, it's not in Tamil. It's not oh, published in Tamil. You should put it. It's so powerful. It just exposes the whole modern society as being absolutely demoniac. But it's interesting that this is Prahlad Maharaj's instructions way, way back in time. So people are thinking, it's new, it's modern, it's wonderful. But it's not new. It's the same old demoniac tendency. So we are more advanced than you. We have more advanced knowledge than you. You're thinking this is the new spirit of the age. But we are, we are saying that no. See, we, we show in Bhagavatam this is the ancient demoniac spirit. Nothing new about it. So we reject that demoniac spirit. And we accept the spirit of pure devotion to Krishna. But these, these people, they, their, their consciousness is so much back to front. They themselves are so contaminated, but they're accusing Krishna of impropriety. So it's very much required that this Krishna Kata be introduced everywhere. Now you're regularly going for this book distribution. So you should continue that and double it and triple it and quadruple it and hundred rupal it or whatever it is. <laughs> Give people knowledge of Krishna. And we ourselves should become fixed in that knowledge. So that, that will uh, help us to be strong in bhakti. And uh, then we can tell others also. So our aim is to enter the dancing party of Lord Chaitanya. Krishna is dancing Ras Lila and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Saint Krishna is dancing Sankirtan Lila. So that's our future. We say to the young boy, what do you want to be? You want to be a a pilot, an accountant, a doctor. Then I want to be a dancer. You say, dancer? That's not very good. But that is our aim. That is our future. That is our present also. We should dance for Krishna. Dance all the way to Golok Vrindavan. When we go there, we're also dancing with Krishna. So take these books door to door, dancing. People say, what's the use of this? And tell people this book teaches you how to dance. Bhagavad Gita, Unmai Uravil. I don't know this is a dancing book. No, no, this is, a, this is the Unmai Uravil, the real, inter, the real exposition. In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna is teaching how to dance. Ah, I didn't know that. It must be a new interpretation. Sounds good. But I don't remember. Which shloka is that? Krishna told to dance? No, actually Krishna came again as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to give the full understanding of Bhagavad Gita. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is chanting and dancing. Gai Gora Madhu Shari. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is singing in a very sweet voice. He's chanting Hare Krishna means that at every moment, at every syllable, he's reciting the whole Bhagavad Gita. And all of all the Vedas. Rig Veda, Tasama Veda, Yajur Veda, Piyatar Vanaha, Adhitas, Tena Yenogtam, Harir Ityakshara Dvayam. Anyone who chants Hari, these two syllables. It means simultaneously it's understood they've studied all the Vedas. 
So you can say Hari, and we may think, oh, okay, I studied all the Vedas. Actual chanting of Hari means to chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Which means, O oh Krishna, O oh energy of Krishna, please engage me in your service. If, we, if with our mouth we're chanting Hare Krishna, but with our heart we're thinking, Krishna, give me a new washing machine. Krishna, give me a new money, more money. Krishna, mend my back. And so, that's not chanting Hare Krishna. So we have to learn how to approach Krishna. That we have to hear from the devotees. What does it mean to serve Krishna? So we have to go on hearing regularly. Hare Krishna. I'll finish there. Time's a little limited here. Yeah. Any question? See all the things and understand practice. What is the easy method? No, well, uh, you see, you don't have to be highly educated. If you're sincere, Krishna will give you the intelligence. This is not just theory, but it's actually practical. Just like I think Sevaka Pati Prabhu is not highly educated, but he's preaching constantly, Krishna conscious. In Salem, one devotee joined, he's from the Baba caste, no high education. But uh, he's, uh, he's famous all over Salem now in all the district because he's preaching on the TV. Then there's in uh, Gujarat, in one place, there was one devotee, he was cooking in the mess, in the students' mess. But he's read all the books and he's preaching all over Gujarat. So actually it's a fact that Krishna gives the intelligence. Intelligence comes from Krishna. Have you read Prabhupada's books? I see. Did you read it? You please read it. Gambling is actually allowed for Kshatriyas. And according to the uh, cultural code which was extant at that time, if he's challenged to gambling, he cannot refuse. One thing we have to understand about all these uh, activities that are described in Mahabharata and so on is that they're also instructive. So from this we can also understand that even though Yudhishthira was so pious that from one one uh, engagement in something which is not so good, how so much trouble came. So we can learn from that. Even if we're chanting Hare Krishna, we're following everything, if we go off just a little bit into some bad thing, we can be just spoiled. I'll finish there, Hare Krishna.